Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. I'm Colleen. And I'm Kayla. And welcome to Queerosities. <laughs> wow, sorry. I, I, I feel like I freestyled that. What part? The curiosities? Yeah, I started at the wrong octave. Yeah, I was just waiting for you. I was waiting for the, the k- to start. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Let's keep it. Yeah, we're going to keep it. <laughs> Kayla? Yes. It's been a minute. It's been a whole week. I miss you. Yeah. We're back. I would like to ask the audience right away. Before we start anything else? Yeah. I'm astonished, truly astonished at the speed at which you drink a coffee. I think I'm realizing that it's slower than most or you think? Uh, I think maybe you're just speedy. Audience, I've had one, two, three. You've had three already? Yeah, I had one before you came. You brought me Cortado. Cortado, if you're listening, <laughs> we still love you. You brought me a Cortado and then I had another McDonald's yes. and all three I think are gone at an appropriate pace. Kayla has had one 16 ounce. I'm lifting it up currently. It feels full to the brim. No, half. It's to the brim. I think I had half. But before I came, Julie did make me a coffee. Wow. So I had a coffee before I left. What's the temperature of it right now? Lukewarm. (laughs) It's still good though. (laughs) I like it. Okay. I think we're just realizing that maybe you're speedier and I'm slower. So maybe other people are like the happy medium. I'm not sure. I think I always finish my coffee when it's cold. I, that, is that what I'm, that's what I'm realizing. Yeah. Cause you drink it usually out of mugs that are open at the top. Yes. Which ruins everything. Why? When you're like, when I'm home, when I'm home, fine. I'll do that. Yes. Oh, speaking of okay. audience, would you like to know a life hack that Kayla has? What is my life hack? <laughs> Remember the mugs that you do? Oh, Yes. So (laughs) when I'm home Mm. and I'm making coffee for Julie and I, we have like a pour over system. So you have to pour over. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's like the V60 it's called. It's like more of a Japanese method. Oh, wow. You're It's so so good. Mm. Uh, You have to boil water. Mm -hmm. You have the coffee and like a little cone type thing. And you pour water over the ground beans Oh. So while I'm making our coffee and I'm pouring the water over and you do like a little bit of water at a time, I preheat our mugs. Wow. So I pour boiling water in our mugs. So while I'm making the coffee, it's heating the mug. Then I empty the hot water into the sink so that I'm not losing any heat from the coffee. (laughs) My goodness. Every morning. Yeah. It's a great little hack. That keeps your coffee hotter for longer. Hack. Because when you pour in the coffee, you're not losing any of that heat. Very impressive. I know. I'm not sure Julie knows that I do this. Now she does. Yeah, extra love through heat. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yeah. My it. routine. I have a a Keurig and a pod, a pod, and I just press play. Yeah. One time I'll make coffee for you with the pour over system, Thank and you, you can compare. Thank because you. we've gotten into a system where we're like borderline as good as Cortado. We think at home. <sighs> We've that got... will definitely lose us an endorsement. But we still go to Cortado all the time, and we love Cortado. Okay. We're not getting rid of Cortado. That would be devastating. School would not be the same if I didn't bring you a Cortado. Do you think if we told them we talk about them as much as we do, we'd get one free coffee? I got a free coffee this morning. You didn't tell me that? Yeah. One of one of us has a free coffee. 
Oh my goodness. Thank yeah. you, Cortado. Yeah. It's because of the point system. I buy so much for them. But. Okay. <laughs> so you knew you were getting one because you no, were No, it was a surprise because I gave oh, them my number nice. and he's like, oh, you want to have a free oh. coffee today? And I'm like, yes, I want to cash that in. Thank you very much. Great morning. Yeah. I like it a lot. Wow. So it's been a big week. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't really been that big of a week. It's been a big morning. Yeah. Um, Speaking of mornings, some people start their morning with an orange juice. Oh, okay. Another life hack. We will get into the podcast. And queer things. In just a few moments. But I think this is a throwback. Maybe it was like a Cape Breton. I have no idea where this snack came from. Maybe it was just my mother's genius. Perhaps. But when we were children, and I think it was because she didn't want us eating like popsicles from the box. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Sugar, probably. Even though this would definitely have as much sugar in it. But so she would freeze orange juice in... The popsicle mold. mold, if you will. So I'm at the store about a month ago. And you know when you're at the store and you recognize something from your childhood and you just get that overwhelming feeling of mm-hmm. like... Nostalgia. <gasps> it's nostalgia and it feels so good. And cozy. They were at Superstore. So they were literally, honest to goodness, probably twelve ninety nine for like three molds. What? You know, Superstore sells things like yeah. relatively expensive, right? Yeah. In their like section? in their kind of kitchenware okay. section. Yeah. Anyway, so Aaron was like, "Do we need that? Let's think about it for a second. And need I was like, might be a stretch. However, I absolutely need this today. So we bought it, and I had an orange juice popsicle last night. I, I'm gonna have one every day. It was that good, and it brought me. It just brought me home. And if my siblings are listening, I'm sure they'll remember that. And a, they're salivating right I now. I have a very important question for you. What? What is the level of pulp that we're talking <laughs> with this orange juice popsicle? Like, is it going to be, be like a, a chewy type of popsicle? Because no. Because you've got like lots oh of pulp? When, what is I would say buy? zero pulp. You buy no pulp, pulp free? I don't know. Because when I picture myself drinking out of the carton, which I'm sure listeners, you've done in secret as yeah. well, especially when it's like the circle spout. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's not like the cardboard triangle. Yeah. It's... The circle spout, you're chugging it out of the out of the carton and it feels so good. In that way, I want a little bit of pulp. Not too much. You're not like choking, but there's a little bit of pulp. But in my popsicle, I want zero. But I when think. you buy orange juice, what do you buy? Well, it depends on what the what it's for, popsicle or chugging. Oh, really? Mm. I've I very rarely buy orange juice. Interesting. Oh, another big thing this week that happened. Yes. We discovered a new show oh audience. God, so good. We are not over it. No, you texted me. I need you to start watching this today. Yes, and you and did. And what did I do? You started watching yeah. it. Julie and I started watching it. We finished it yesterday. So in two days, in you two consumed days. the whole show. Four episodes one night, four episodes <laughs> the next night. Good. It's time well spent. Very well spent. I would spent. do it all over again. You know what? I bet there's some audience members who even know what it is. Oh, and they're going to get so excited once we say what, what show it is. Have we, we mentioned to it? say it. Oh, you can because you, you discovered it first. League of Their Own. So good. So good. I think I have to go back and watch the movie, like the, the original, original movie, yeah. mm. to see if it was as queer positive. I would I say it's an 80s film, so it was definitely not as queer But did they positive. have hints? That would be interesting. Because... We should do that this week and then report back. The show is very queer forward. Oh, it is in the best possible way. Yeah. Guess who's in it? What's her name? Abby... Jacobson? Jake? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, from Broad City. Sorry. You never watched it. But who else I recognized? Who? Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, Rosie. Yeah. Rosie is in, 
She does cameos in every queer positive which is great. Show, which is, I love that. Yeah. She's in the L word too. Yeah. And the L word next generation. Okay. Which I, I have, have to kind of go back devoured. in my shows and that sort of thing because I'm behind the times, I think. Well, maybe she's not in the original L word, but she's definitely in Generation Q. Okay. Which is the next generation of the L word. I haven't gotten on that one yet. Whew. Okay. okay. So for maybe. League of Their Own, yes. though, we need everyone listening, whatever however you identify whatever your sexual orientation this show is for you yeah it's that good because it's sports Mm -hmm. so you get that like you are with them at the championship yeah you know like you You really feel like you're with them but then also you have a crush on so many characters yeah because you're just like oh my god and it's set in the 1940s yeah during the second world war so it goes I did a little bit of like digging after, and I think season two is bringing us right up to like the mid fifties. Okay. So we're like starting around 43, 44, around near the end. And then we're going into the fifties. Okay. I wonder if it's going to be the same characters then. I'm not sure. Interesting. So you get like historical stuff, queer stuff, drama stuff. Yeah. It's a really, really well thought out show. It really is. And it's not... I don't know how that like it's it's historical. It's obviously mm-hmm. historical fiction, but it's also um it's not really negative. And we no. know that the characters in this show would not have had the freedom to be who they no. are. And so it's not the show doesn't create an unrealistic no. life for these characters, nor does it focus on the negativity. There are some scenes that are that get pretty real. Yeah. But there's this beautiful balance of like queer celebration and love. Yeah. Without like law enforcement intervention all the time, as there would have been at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, please watch the show. It is literally that good. It's on Prime. It's on Prime. Shout out to Prime. If you need a password, hit me up. Exactly. I really want everyone to watch that show. Yeah, it's really, really good. Okay. So we have received some messages from people about the last podcast we did about what is gender. We did. And a lot of questions. And like, I think it really shows to what extent people are like taking some time to reflect on it, which is really, really interesting because I think it's much bigger than what I know for me personally, it's much bigger of a question that I had anticipated. I thought we could do like one or two episodes on it and we'd kind of be done. But I think as we continue the conversation, I think I know I'm personally realizing how big of a topic it is. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So to reiterate, the feedback from the audience has been a total pleasure. Yeah. Hearing people, and people are writing, because the question we left last time was, um, like, what are you doing? Like, what's in your control? What is in your power to break down some of the obstacles in the way of really understanding gender for what it is? And mostly people writing have been parents of really young children. So our generation parents with young kids and how they're navigating that conversation or navigating kind of gender socialization in their homes. And it's been really magnificent to read. Like, and we're going to get into some of that a little bit later. Like what are people doing to counter the erroneous understanding of gender? Yeah. Which we have some like rock star people doing amazing things. And like even the smallest of smallest steps makes makes an impact. Especially for young children. Yeah. Because once that seed is planted, then they're open yeah. to a deeper understanding of really what gender and identity is. And open to a, like a wide array of people, really. Yeah, whether it Less concerns... closed-minded people. Exactly. Which is that not all of our goals? Really? Right? If you're 
listening to this, I'm sure that is one of your goals to create or live in a society or create a society for our children that is more open-minded. Right. And not open-minded in a passive way, open-minded in like an actively seeking the education to be, yeah, you know, better people, better people and with a correct understanding. Yeah. Right. Um, before we jump into it though, I want to do a tiny recap. Okay. So last week we kind of hit you with a lot of definitions, which we're going to have to do that here and there because the, the, foundation of the podcast really is educational, but it may have been a lot. And so I want to do a, like a 20 second recap of sex versus gender, right? which I guess the easiest way in my mind to do a recap is if you, there's a person who has a penis. Mm -hmm. Great. It does not mean that person is a boy or a man. Correct. There is also a person with a vulva. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that person is a girl or a woman. Right. There is also a person who is intersex. It does not mean that that baby needs surgical intervention. That baby is beautiful and magical and perfect yeah. and will identify how they choose, how they choose when it comes to their gender identity. Yeah. Right. That is how the two work. Your penis, your vulva, your intersex, that is your biological sex. How you identify boy, girl, non-binary, gender fluid, agender, polygender, all of these different ways right. under the umbrella that is gender is a whole different concept. Right. Right. And so that to me is it's the easiest way to really differentiate between the two. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess while we're on the topic... This uh, something that we all have seen or maybe have participated in. And again, if you've participated in this, you're not a monster. You're not a bad person, right? We're just here to explain the intricacies within the concept of a gender reveal. Yeah. And a lot of people, I don't think, take the time to really think about these things before it actually happens. So you just kind of yeah. go, through, go through the steps and motions and baby showers and all that kind of stuff. So gender reveals has become a part of that. Right. What sex is your baby going to be born with? And then you announce it. It's a big surprise and whatever. But that's, you just exactly said yeah. what it is, which is what sex is your baby mm -hmm. and what gender is your baby are two different things, yeah. right? If we're following this sex versus gender conversation, then it is impossible to do a gender reveal right. when a fetus is in utero. uterus. Yeah. Utero, exactly. <laughs> but people do it all the time. Yeah. And so the problem with a gender reveal is you do not know the gender of your baby until they know their gender themselves. Yeah. All you know is their genitalia. All you know is their biological sex. Mm -hmm. Example, their genitalia. Yeah. So if you want to celebrate the sex of your baby and go make a penis cake or a vulva cake or like a Which kind of sounds weird cake, when you think about it. Which is kind of bizarre, right? Yeah. But that would be something that you could possibly do. Yeah. Revealing a baby's gender is literally impossible. Yeah. Because they don't yet know. Right? Yeah. You're revealing a baby's sex. Now I'm becoming repetitive, but I just really want to nail down the point because 
people will say, yes, I understand. Yes, I'm an ally. Yes, I have a basic understanding of sex and gender. And then you see them doing a gender reveal and you're like, wait now though. Yeah. That is the number one basic thing that you cannot reveal a baby's gender. Yeah. And so think about that maybe we just invite you to think about it and it's like next time you see one or next time and again we're not here to dictate how you live your life or the choices that you make if you want to do a reveal of your baby yeah do a reveal of your baby yeah but you're revealing their genitalia to the world and if that's what you want to do then that's cool yeah and penis is not blue and vulva is not pink right ideally we would like to get away from that yeah if you want to do a reveal have an explosion of little penises or vulvas? Penises, I guess. I guess. Right? I just wanted to kind of get that one out of the way. Clear yeah. the air. Clear the air. Okay. Yeah. So today we're kind, of, we're kind of looking at how we can kind of break down that social construct of gender. What can we do to kind of chip away at it maybe? Yes. So we had asked you to think about your personal solutions. So what you can do to counter the negative assumptions about gender and the gender binary. So really we're talking about gender socialization, right? So what are the ways that we can break down that construct? And gender socialization is simply the way we teach individuals how to behave under this expectation of their gender. So it's like gender roles, Mm -hmm. right? You have a baby with a vulva, you automatically say they're a girl and then you give them roles. How do you interact in society because of your girlness? How do you interact because of your boyness? And that is something that we want to break down because all it is, is damaging. Yeah. Right. It's not fruitful in any way. No. Because we don't have to remove anything that kids get. We're not removing anything. No. We're just removing the boxes around the things the binary the binary right right so sorry go ahead i think in the last week i or last couple of weeks or last couple of months i think it's been more and more so on my mind Mm. and then within the last week i went and i got my hair cut and i realized to what extent i appreciate where i get my hair cut because it's the first spot i have found which is really open to sexual diversity and keeping people outside of the binary It's the first spot that I have found where if you have short hair, no matter what sex you are, what gender you are, it's the same price for everybody. That is amazing. Yeah. So before I would always go and a women's short haircut was a certain price Mm. and a men's short haircut was a certain price. And with my style of hair, it's pretty much like a men's haircut. So I shouldn't be paying more basically because I have a vulva. That is fascinating to me. So this spot is absolutely fantastic for that. They're very open and, you know, trying to kind of break down the norms of what we have within the society. And it's a very open and safe space. And I love it. Can we call them out? Because they're awesome. Yeah. One block barbershop. One block barbershop. Yeah. You guys are killing it. Yeah. Shout out to Emily, my hairdresser. Emily. (laughs) So I think that's fascinating because... There are so many examples of gender socialization that we don't even think about. Yeah. And it's true. And that's not one that I really think about myself because I do have long hair. So I would have to pay more. But you have shorter hair than a lot of the guys and boys that I know. 
that paying more because of your genitalia and it, and it sounds absolutely ridiculous when you say paying it more loud. because of your genitalia what does your genitalia have to do with the hair in your head they Nothing. don't see my genitalia <laughs> it's not like we've ever <laughs> checked together <laughs> exactly right yeah exactly but and then it so also why? it makes you think of like everything else that goes with it so for me to buy hair product mm. i can't buy hair product that is basically gender neutral or for women it has to be a men's product. So the product I buy says men's blah, blah, blah on it. But it has to indicate that it's for men because it's for short hair. So it would be really nice if we just had like neutral short hair product, long hair product rather than men's product and women's product. And I'm sure like there are men with long hair that also find the same thing, that they can't buy something for them because they have long hair without it saying yeah for women or women whatever yeah yeah it's like make a product for curly hair period period yeah no matter the body attached to the person buying the product exactly so interesting and now i want to do a bit of research what we haven't coming into this episode but i want to do research on hair products and this is again one very small example but hair products that are breaking down the binary yeah and are just they definitely exist yes right like one block barbershop barbershop exists yes so these people would know where to get these products that are obviously breaking down the binary so we may come to you next time with some names yeah of products that you can go to and maybe and hopefully if we can find some that are local right like the barbershop like supporting local and breaking down the gender binary would be wonderful Wonderful. right so we may provide you with that gift next time be good to look into in a few episodes and i feel like there are so many examples like this that we don't necessarily think of one of the big ones though that always comes to mind with gender socialization and how we divide into quote-unquote girl and boy only is toys yeah is babies toys and i know so many people are doing better with that but it's not even about our individual willingness and desire to do better corporations are not making it easy no you walk into toys r us or you walk into walmart and there's a huge and clear divide as to which section is geared towards boys yeah and which section is geared towards girls and it's not even just about division and color because often color is kind of the first thing you see as the division there's like the blues and the greens and the pinks and the purples it's also about messaging and we encourage you next time you go in a store about like for children to actually think about or look at the messaging that is being sold to children. Yeah. And so often, even for onesies, like me searching for brand like clothes for my infant nephew, it was challenging. Like you had to go to multiple stores because you went into or I went into Kids R Us or Walmart or I forget kind of the names now of children's stores, but the messaging even on like small toddler and infants for like boys was like future lady killer. Yeah. And I was floored. Yeah. There's obviously so many things wrong with that, right? It's misogynistic. (laughs) It's planting messaging in a young boy's mind that using that vocabulary that is obviously inciting violence in some way is okay. And like, so there's so many layers of wrong with that. But for me, just the idea that one, it's heteronormative. You're assuming that that young boy is going to grow up 
being attracted to girls. And he's six months old. Yeah. The fact that you're sexualizing that child in any way is so problematic, but somehow it's still acceptable on clothing. Mm -hmm. And considered cute. And considered cute in some weird twilight zone. And like the lady killer and like the ladies man and all of that is so destructive. But also if, if you look at the messaging of like, what are the designs on the clothes? You have boys clothes that have trucks and that have uh, like references to like carpentry and building and Lego and like engineering. And then you have in girls clothes, it's pink and purple. They're princesses. Yeah. There are unicorns, but it's not just unicorns. It's unicorns with their eyelashes done right? and their lipstick on. Yeah. And there's this difference between like trucks on one and makeup on the other. Yeah. Which if your kid likes trucks, that's wonderful. If yeah. your kid likes makeup, that's great. There's nothing wrong with like a boy liking a truck and a girl liking makeup. No. You just can't force them into that box thinking that that's the way they should be because they're a girl yeah. or because they're a boy. And if you find yourself like listening to this and kind of rolling your eyes like, oh, they should just kind of relax or like, you know, they're just kids, like let them wear the things. It's like, yes, I hear you. But if we look at it, slightly deeper than on the surface you recognize how destructive that is when kids are growing up yeah because these messages and these ideas that are given to them as infants and toddlers and they're like two three four five they understand what's happening yeah because then you start to see boys and girls being divided at parties right there's like some in the sandbox and some in their play kitchen and it's like again it's not the end of the world if that's their interest but is it their interests yeah. or is it their socialization that exactly. has made it their interests, right? right? And so if they're exposed to all of the things, they can then actually choose what lies within their true authentic interest. Which is so good. And it made me think of when I was growing up, Yeah, we would have, my dad always worked at Michelin and they would have a Michelin Christmas party. And mm. if there was that, the Michelin Christmas party, you'd get a ticket for how many kids you might have. So my dad had the three of us. And growing up, it was basically divided into girls' presence and boys' presence. And my parents knew that I had a stronger interest in trucks and Ninja Turtles and everything that was more stereotypically for boys. Mm. So what my dad would do is that he would secretively go and check what the girls' present was for my age group and know and kind of check in, is that something that Kayla's going to want or not? So mm. if it was a Barbie, he knew that I didn't want it. And that I would be disappointed by getting the Barbie. So then he would go and switch the tickets for me and get me the boys present, which was fantastic because he's really looking up for me, especially at such a young age. But then I think later on, I also also realized that there was also something wrong in a sense, because why wasn't I wanting the girl one? So I think you're kind of put into a box really young too. So absolutely fabulous that he was doing that, but also showed how much, you know, kind of work around he had to do mm. in order to make it happen. Okay, but can we just shout out to shout Mr. Out. Power? Yeah, shout out to Mr. Power. Shout out, Mr. Power. I know. And I think when I realized it later in life that he was doing that, I was like, oh. Oh, man. And it is like an ah uh moment, like yeah. thank you, but it's also like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank it's, you, Mr. Yeah. Power. Yeah. And it's at a work event, too. Yeah. Which is like you are having the confidence to go in to say, I'm, I'm not – following 
you do, like this company dividing and following this gender binary. I know what my individual child wants. Yeah. And it's a G.I. Joe or it's a. It was totally a G.I. Joe. It was totally Let's be a G.I. Joe. Step it, aside, Barbie. Totally. G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtle, Hot Wheels. Let's go. And you were what? Six? Oh, it started like super, super young. Yeah. So you were a tiny baby. Tiny baby. I do not want my sister's Barbies. Love you, but they're not for me. But Brenna loving Barbies, totally awesome and normal and great. Absolutely. You loving G.I. Joe's, totally awesome, normal and great. Yeah. Right? And that's, wow. Yeah, there it is, folks. There's how you, there's how you break down gender socialization for your small small children. Yeah. Is you buy G.I. Joe's for everyone and Ninja Turtles for everyone and you buy kitchen sets for everyone and you buy nail polish for everyone. Barbies for, you buy everything for everyone. And based on their interest. Yeah. But you, originally, you can buy everything. Yeah. And see what their interests actually are. Yes. And then go from there. And if they love dolls, great. But if they want Hot Wheels instead of dolls, also also great. And if you're buying a present for a baby, buy the present for the baby. Yeah. You don't have to ask, is your baby a boy or a girl or non not not intersex (laughs) is your child male female intersex boy girl anything you don't have to ask no because you can just buy the child any gift exactly of any color of any color so wow okay so so much to talk about we gotta we gotta cut this one a little bit short because not short it's 30 minutes but i feel like we have a lot to say about this one hopefully you're still listening hopefully that we've like piqued some sort of interest and Again, like always, be gentle on others. Be gentle on yourselves. We so appreciate you coming because we're becoming better together. And toodles. toodles.